going to need it. <laughs> Man, isn't it good to be back in church? Who's excited to be back in church? Come on, this is, this is good, good stuff. I mean, this, I, I missed you guys, kind of. You know, it, it, it was, yeah, I won't lie, when I was on holiday, I was uh, just enjoying the moment. But I did miss you guys, genuinely. And the reason, yeah, thank you, thank you. And then after last night, I thought, oh, I might need another holiday. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, we had a great time uh, as a break, but also it was good connecting with some of you and just seeing, you know, just the heart that God's building in this church and hearing what God's doing. It's honestly incredible to be part of the story. And let me just tell you this, we're in chapter one. We're in chapter one and the, the page is about to turn. Yeah, you ready for this? Because when this page turns to Philippians 3, which we're going to be in today, lives are about to change. And I'm telling you right now, that some, what, what I've really said is there's a scripture in Amos 6 too. It says, woe to those who are complacent in Zion. Talking about, uh, it was a prophetic word from the prophet saying, hey, complacency, just getting comfortable is such a dangerous thing in the church world. Because what happens is church starts becoming about you rather than about Him. And when that happens, we've lost the whole meaning of this thing, guys. And that's why when churches, you know, things can blow up and all of that. But ultimately, is where's your heart with God? Because it's not about us. This church is not about me. It's not about you. It's about Him. And when we get back to Jesus, everything changes. Because actually the meaning of this thing is I'm not doing this just to serve you as much as I love serving you. I'm doing this because I want to worship Him. And I felt His calling to come and be a part of this thing. And this is my family. Some people are like, oh, don't you just lead the church? And you're like, no, this is my family. I do life with you guys. My child has been raised in your presence. And what a privilege. We could not raise her without you. One part, uh, this morning I'm walking around like, where's my baby? So with somebody in this church, because actually there's a family that God's building here. And I love you guys. And this journey is going to be good. Amen. I just saw um, Ellen and Caroline. Welcome to you guys. Can we give a round of applause to these guys? They're absolute champions. You know, that <laughs> they were the first family when I moved into this country and was living in a little room in Northampton and didn't know anybody. And I was living off, you know, stuffed pasta. Because um, my budget, I was literally on coins. That was my final bit of money to survive the month. And I remember get, meeting Dan and going to his house uh, the one night, and Dan opened their fridge and just fed me all of their food. And when I say I ate it like I was from Africa, I ate it like I was from Africa. I mean, I chowed that thing like a South African, and I ate all of that food because they opened their home to me. So I want to just thank you guys because, you know, when people open, oh, man, I get emotional. Had, yeah. Oh man, come on, thanks, bro. Mm. It just—it it overwhelms me when you think of. <laughs> I'm meant to be rah rah, you know. It's the first message of the year, and I end up in tears. It's because of you guys. <laughs> But, um, oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, 
there, everybody. Um, well, this guy's amazed me, really. He may have had some food out of my fridge, but <laughs> he came with nothing. And look at him, he's here. Um, that's amazed me, actually. Oh, I couldn't be bothered about the food in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you've amazed me because, you know, he came here with nothing. And uh, he's got his wife, his child, and he's, he's doing... I wish I could have done something as quick as that in that time, but anyway, that's it. I thought. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> and, and oh, that stuffed the message. <laughs> you know, when God builds in our hearts family, he does, a, he does a deep work. And I remember, yeah. I remember when God said, leave by, go, leave this country and go to a place you'll receive as a, an inheritance. I remember thinking, God, I made a mistake. When I go in the airport in Johannesburg, I remember sitting there and feeling so alone and thinking, Lord, I've got 550 pounds in my pocket. What am I doing? I remember nearly not getting on that plane because I thought I'd made a mistake. Because when you leave everything you know to go into the unknown, it really shows you and reveals where your identity is truly placed. And I remember nearly getting off the plane in Germany. It was Lufthansa. And I'd, the plane flew and I thought, Lord, wherever you want me to stop, I'm stopping. And when it landed in Germany, I thought, there's revival coming to Germany. But my German isn't too great. <laughs> I thought, Lord, I can walk and start here. But I just felt, keep going, son, keep going. And the plane flew into Birmingham Airport. And I remember getting off that, that plane, walking out. It was December, and I was in shorts and slops because I'd just come from a summer in South Africa. And I remember walking out into Birmingham Airport. And I remember when me and Anna flew, I think it was to Ireland and from Birmingham. I remember we, we went on that same journey in the reverse. I went there with my wife and my baby. And we walked through this airport and all those memories came back. When you walk into a country where you don't know anyone and it was freezing, I remember getting on that train, booking a ticket to London and saying, God, wherever you want me to stop, I will stop. Wherever you want me to go, I will go. And it stopped in Northampton of all places. I remember the Holy Spirit just saying, this is the place. And walking out and carrying my one suitcase and my one backpack and reeling it out and walking up there. And I thought, Lord, I need a job. I need to get something. I don't have a national insurance number, anything like that. I'm, I look like a homeless man. And walking into this one place, they said recruiting jobs, Anglian windows, walking in there. And they're like, you can be a foot canvasser. I said, fantastic. They're like, you got the job. It's self-employed. I thought, great. I didn't know what a canvasser was. So I went and I Googled what it was. I didn't know what I was selling. They said double glazing windows. There aren't double glazed windows in South Africa. So I didn't know what I was selling. But I just went around knocking on people's door, door to door, trying to sell them something I didn't know they needed. <laughs> and I remember it was freezing and going through that and working in a warehouse with the roughest of the rough of Britain. And I was working 12 at night till 8 in the morning and then 10 in the morning till 7 at night foot canvassing and then 12 to night, 8 in the morning in a warehouse. And that's how it started. But sharing the gospel in a warehouse with people that didn't want to hear the gospel. And that was a journey. And I remember walking out in Northampton and just the presence of God gripping me and being broken, absolutely broken. 
Because I remember being revealed in my heart where I truly was. Because when you take away everything around you, everyone that's important to you, suddenly you're left with just a raw heart of who am I? And so when you're looking at your life, I want you to ask the question is who are you? Apart from all of the people around you, what is God going to form in you and grow in you in this season? Because the journey started there for me. And the story of God and church planning here was this, go to Milton Keynes. And I remember us sitting in Bromham and praying and just this killing kept coming, Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes. And you know what I found out? Milton Keynes is one of the most expensive cities to live in. Amen. Amen. And you know, Brad's found that out too. <laughs> when he arrived, he said, could you not have chosen a cheaper city? I said, we didn't choose, God chose. I mean, God chooses, He equips and He provides. But I remember us praying and we, we thought we could live in Northampton and commute here and we felt, be in the city. Because what I'm about to do here, I need you in the city. And God provided and made a way. And now we're seated in a cinema. And I want to tell you something, guys. The church, when we started, we had um, basically four, about six, well, eight of us, if we include the kids. When you church plant, you include everyone. You include the cat, the dog, everything. You're like, we've got numbers. <laughs> but Brenda and Faith arrived from the Liverpool through a friend. They just arrived at a house and with their two kids. And we thought, are these guys going to stick around? And you know what? They are here today with us still. And guess what? Children's Church only started a few weeks ago. We've had their kids running around our house, running around our family, because church is about family. It's about the DNA of carrying our lives together on a journey. And that story continues today. And one of the qualities of loyalty are one of the most valuable things I value. Because we will do life together till the day we die if we get this foundation right. We will walk into eternity together and what a privilege to journey it together into something of eternal significance rather than just a temporal life on this earth. Yeah. I don't want to just be your friend for a season whilst you attend True Life Church. I want to be your brother in Christ for eternity. Yeah. That's what I'm laying my life down for. And as we build family, we build intentionally, we build carefully, we build it with a foundation in Christ and Christ alone. Amen. Come on. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. The Lord hijacked the message. Holy Spirit, please don't. <laughs> Glory. Glory. You know, I'm just going to keep sharing from the heart. Yeah. I'm not going to share from the heart. Man. It's just going to kill me, man. I wasn't expecting this. And let's read some Bible because if it's your first time, it's not normally like this. <laughs> Just to say, please. Yeah. No, not that I've already obtained all this or already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to which God called me heavenwards in Christ. And he says, all of us who are mature should take a view on such things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. 
He says in verse 17, join with others in following my example and take note of those who live according to the pattern of teaching we gave you. Because as I've said before, and I'll say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their God is on destruction. Their mind is on earthly things. Verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. Chapter four, verse one, therefore my brothers, hear that heart of family again you whom I love and I long for my joy and my crown that is how you should stand firm in the Lord dear friends hear the heart of Paul the apostle the missionary the guy planting churches he was building family from the beginning and that's what we are part of but the story that we are in guys is about to go into a whole nother chapter and we haven't obtained everything in God We have so much more ahead of us, so much more laid out before us. Let us not settle for just what we've seen. Let us press in for what we have not seen because the unseen realm, what God's calling this church into is gonna shake the nations of the earth. And you are a part of that story. Amen. Amen. Come on, I'm gonna stop preaching. (laughs) You are a part of the story. We are, every one of us has a part to play. And I look at the lives in this room that God has built into. I was at um, a well, birth, triple, quadruple birthday party last night. And I was, just, I was just encouraged by seeing the community and the 20s kind of age group that God is building. Amen. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. I was really shocked to see the cheating they had in the games. It was outrageous. I thought, I mean, inarticulate, people were interrupting each other, making noise. I just, I was like, where did they get this from? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why? Because there's family that God's building. And games are funner when they're cheaters, hey? (laughs) Oh, yo. I got to see the characters of people coming out, the ones that stick to the rules, the ones that break the rules. I saw everyone's character, and I know where I stand in that thing. I'm the honest one. But anyway, it is... (laughs) We, we see these families that God's building and just doing life together is, I've known Dan since, literally since I arrived in this country. He's seated here, why? Because we built a relationship that will outlive ministry, outlive just times, you know, of doing stuff for the Lord. We actually brothers in Christ. Come on. When we get to see our families grow up together, that's the journey and story I want to be a part of. I want to be at wedding days, at funerals, at, you know, praying not at funerals this year, but we, we <laughs> come on, amen. <laughs> we don't want to lose anyone, but guess what? We will at some point, and we're going to weep together, but we're also going to rejoice together because that's what family does. We're not going to run from each other. We're going to press into relationships together. So community is going to be such a key part on this journey. But the vision of the Lord that he's called us to is to be real, radical, and relational. This is what we call to be. We call to be a people that you can just be real and be authentic. Here I am. This is where I'm actually at. I'm not just going to put on the Christian mask, but I'm going to rip it off and be real. Come on. But we're not just going to stay being real. We're going to be radical and step into our inheritance and into our destiny. 
Because God's called us to so much more than a safe church where we just come in, lift our hands in worship, sing Kumbaya, and then go out and live our lives as if Jesus isn't real. Because community is an outflow of your relationship with Christ, not the other way around. The community of this church will only be healthy as, as healthy as your relationship with God is healthy. See, so much of the Western church is built around this thing of I'm going to find my identity in the community and I love being with church people and it's so wonderful. But where are you with Jesus? Where's your heart with Christ? Do you know him? Does this fire burn inside of your heart? Because that's what I'm hungry for. I'm hungry for the fire of God to burn inside of me that when I wake up on a Monday, it's burning. I'm like, God, what do you have for me today? What do you have for this world today? I don't want to live my life just for the temporal. I want to live for eternity. I want to forget what is behind and strain towards what is ahead. Our story, our past is exciting, but our future is even better. And we're going to be limited if you're just like, I want to keep my happy relationships here and I don't want anyone to interrupt them. Get over yourself. There is a world waiting. There is a world waiting. Your life group is going to blow up. Come on. I pray for the day where every person in a life group today, you're probably going to be leading a life group by the end of this year. Why? Because there are going to be so many people that Jesus brings and hearts that he saves that we're going to need everyone rising up. Come on. Who's excited for that? Do you know what I'm trusting God for? True Life Church. I want to see 30,000 people saved in the city by this church. Dylan, you're crazy. I'm crazy. Because the Bible says if I'm out of my mind, it's for the sake of God. And I'm out of my mind. Yeah. You're like, Dylan, did you notice that there are, uh, I don't know how many people, are, but we're quite small. We're these 30,000 people. They out there. Yeah. But last time I checked, is greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. So what you carry, my friend, can actually change this world. That this thing's about to multiply. And you might say, we're small now, but when a seed dies, it multiplies. So when you actually take your life and say, I'm going to die to myself so I can live for him, then everything changes. Suddenly, as a, oh man, as a teacher, you go into the classroom and kids are falling over in the presence of God. And people can say, what did you do? I did nothing. Holy Spirit did it. Guess what? People get saved. They meet Jesus. They see the kingdom coming. Suddenly you go as a nurse into the hospital. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to carry Jesus with me wherever I go. You walk into a consultation. The person gets healed. The scans aren't matching up the reality. Why? Because Jesus has stepped in. Can you imagine the day where suddenly we carry Jesus wherever we go? Whatever you do, wherever you go, you carry his presence. Because what Paul said is, I count everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ my Lord. You see this when people fall in love, they count Eden and Katie. Hey, uh, let's order. <laughs> Does everyone take a moment to stare? No, I'm joking. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's only because I love them. I love them. But that, <laughs> that's terrible. Let's look at Luke and Emma. <laughs> 
But you see a couple when they're just in that dating, that engagement phase, they're just all loved up and they're just all silly. And they make, you know when someone's loved up when the guy makes stupid jokes and she laughs. You're like, that's a lame joke, but he's, she's still laughing. But you see that community that's building and when they loved up, they don't care about anyone in that room. You don't take it offensively, but you just see them talking. They just want to be with each other. It's a beautiful thing. And then you get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We love being with each other, just say. On holiday, we were like proper lovebirds. It was beautiful. But these are the important things about relationship, healthy marriages. Yeah. You see a healthy marriage in a, in a, in a restaurant. People sitting, uh, this is how you, know, okay, oh, I'm going to. I might, I might offend people, but I'm just going to say it. Please don't take your phones out at the table. Somebody. <laughs> Can I just preach? <laughs> Leave your phone in the pocket or better in the car. <laughs> when you're at a dinner table, people are there to be with you. Being present is one of the greatest ways to show love. Yeah. One of the greatest ways to dishonor someone is put out your phone. Yeah. Amen. When you're on a date, guys, take note. Don't take out your phones. It's so simple. Because being present is one of the greatest keys to building true intimacy and love. And what Paul's saying here is, I count everything I knew, everything I had in my past going for me, I count that but rubbish that I might gain Christ. Because I'm surrendering my life to Him. Amen. Come on. My wife's still saying amen. That's when you know it's going well. <laughs> Marriage is good. 2022 is going to be a good year. Wow. But here's the deal. Is Jesus is... <laughs> There's so many beautiful babies here. It's just amazing, eh? Remember a, few, what, a year ago? We had no baby. Well, we had one baby. My baby. Because their birthday was on Thursday. But... Before that, there were no babies. And now guess what? Babies are just coming everywhere. You know? More, Lord. We pray the year of multiplication. Any couples that are praying or you think it's over, it's never over till the Lord says it's over. <laughs> you guys need to take this church growth seriously, eh? <laughs> you know, there's always that family at a church where when they arrive, like the church just fills up, you guys are that family. Just say, <laughs> we love you guys. But, but here's, the, here's the deal. We're in a city of 300,000 people. Um, I'm praying and trusting for a tithe of the city, 10% of the city to meet Jesus. And that's just the beginning because 10% says the 90 belongs to the Lord. And so I'm trusting we're going to see a nation hearing God right here in the city. Because let's be honest, does Britain think that... Um, that the Lord has forgotten her. I think the way people talk these days, it's as if God's the God of America, God's the God of Africa, God's the God of Asia, but He's not the God of this country. Yeah. I'm like, actually, the God we serve is the God of the United Kingdom too. He's the God of the nations. He's the God who comes in and when He steps in, everything changes. This nation was built on Christian gospel and the institutions we have were founded on Christianity. The, the, the power of this nation is yet to be seen fully. We have a destiny and an inheritance. And I'm believing God that what we've seen in this nation, you're like, I want to go. All Look, this nation needs you. It needs you hungry for him. It needs you to burn with a desire for Jesus that you can actually walk out into everyday life and change the narrative that we hear. 
Come on. We're going to see the greatest revival the world has ever seen. And it's going to happen because we laid down our lives. Because the last time I checked, 12 people changed the history of this world. That's all Jesus needed. 12. Last time I counted, there are a few more than 12 here. What's the difference? What's the difference? They were ordinary people, just like you and me. They'd been with Jesus. They had the power of the Holy Spirit. And it exploded. What is the difference in your heart? Come on. We can do this thing. We can change the history of the world. From the city. Because last time I checked, I want to be part of a story that we will one day read about. That's the heart that we're building here. An ordinary family that believe for extraordinary things. That actually our grandchildren can read the stories, but also they can live in a greater glory than we've ever seen. Amen. Come on. Come on, guys. Is this okay? I'm a bit, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place. Just because the Lord has changed pretty much everything I was trying to do and say. I'm just having words with the Lord. It's, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, use it next week. I'm just going to throw it away. <laughs> you know, it's just like that. Oh, well done, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. That's when you know it's family, hey? First service, like carrying babies. It's just, <laughs> man, I want a worship team. Could you guys come up, please? Oh, I know we've, right there. I'd, I'd, I'd like to spend some, some time in prayer, but just before that, it's in Philippians, we're going to do a series on uh, grace and understanding grace probably the next four weeks um, after this, just because we're going to put a little bit of a pause on the sex sexuality series and kick that off afterwards, because what we find out is a lot of stuff is coming out in this sex series, which is you know amazing to see freedom coming, but we really feel like there's some foundation work we just need to reinforce because identities, I, I feel, need to be founded in this gospel. Otherwise, we're just going to end up in legalism. That's the truth. So what we want to do is just get that foundation solid and deep, and it's going to be a powerful time. So I encourage you, be at everyone or listen to you know everyone, because if you missed one, you're probably going to miss the, a key block in that. But as we, as we build this thing of grace, in Philippians, before he talks about, you know, pressing on to all that you have in God, pressing on to everything that God's got for you, he lays a foundation of grace in the previous verses. He says, everything that I considered, you know, that I was a Jew, I was circumcised on the eighth day, I was of the tribe of Benjamin, I had all these external signs of righteousness. He says, actually, that's what I count but rubbish that I may gain Christ. So he took his religion and he put it to one side and he said, I want this relationship with Jesus to be everything so that I can walk into my destiny. But the longer you hold on to external signs of being right with God, the less you're going to walk into the inheritance he has for you. And brothers, I think it's time and sisters that we forget what is behind and we strain towards what is ahead because some of you are walking in guilt and shame and you're holding on to that. And you know something, guilt will never let you go into your inheritance. Never. Guilt will never let you go into all that God's called you to. Have any of you had this? You know, I feel God might be saying something. And then the devil comes with a voice. It's like, but, but what you did this week, oh man, 
you can't do that. You see, what the enemy is good at is he's an accuser and his job is to accuse you day in and day out. What God is, he's the justifier and he looks at you and says, you are right because of the blood of Christ. Whatever you've done is nothing compared to what Jesus did. Dylan, you don't know what I've done. I don't and I don't really want to know. What I want you to know is what Jesus has done because when you know what he has done, everything changes. Everything changes. Because we are on this journey and it's about to get exciting. True Life Church partners from the partnership course, this year, I need everyone on full steam. We're going to take this city for Jesus. This church, we're going to be at hundreds of people by the end of the year. Come on, let's believe God. But I want to see the lost meeting Jesus, those that don't know Christ, come into a saving knowledge of Him. That's what we're after. But I'm asking, are you ready for it? Are you ready for this story? Are you ready for this journey? Because I don't even know if I'm ready. But I'm going on it. Let's buckle up our seatbelt and get on this journey. Let's not look back the whole time about, hey, my life here or my life there, my life back in Bromham, wherever you're from. Is Let's be present in this season and take a city for Jesus. Victimhood will not allow you into this inheritance. You're not a victim. Not one person in this place is a victim. You are a son and a daughter of God. You are free. Amen. Come on. Maria agrees with me. She knows her truth. That's why you need to raise your kids in the presence of God. They get the word. I'm telling you. I'm speaking the Bible over my grace. She will be quoting scripture as her first few words. Not that I've already obtained all this already been made perfect. Can you imagine that just coming out your daughter's mouth for the first thing? I'm going to be like, okay, we got a few thousand verses to go, but we're going to get there. <laughs> Why? Because we need to know the word as we go in this season. We need to journey in it. If you are new to True Life or you haven't been on the partnership course, I need you on that course. I, I can't emphasize enough. It's a priority for this next season. You know why? It puts all of us on the same page. You know where you stand. I know where you stand. I know where I stand. You know where I stand. Everyone's happy. And to be totally frank with you, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste my time. I'm in love. Genuinely. I want us just to be free to actually say, at the end of it, if you think this isn't for me, great, move on. We love you. We bless you. But hopefully, if you want to be part of it, fantastic. Here's where we stand and here's why. And you can ask questions. You can wrestle through those questions. Everyone who's been on it, they can testify to it. It just puts us on the same page. There won't be someone, like I say, preaching here who hasn't been on that. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to do is build a consistency across the church. Why? Because we lay in foundation so we can build this thing high. And can I just, oh man, oh, I, haven't, I haven't preached, have I? But it's felt like I've been talking to you for a day. Next week I'll, I'll try to preach, but, but when God comes, we just got to go with what he's doing. Is I want to just call out um, Kenzie. This year is a year of release for you. Genuinely. I think you're going to be released in the fire of God this year in a way you've never seen before. And as a daughter of God, you have to raise up in that destiny and you're going to shake 
this city this year. There's such a fire that God's going to release in your heart and into this nation through you. And I feel there's a stirring. Where disappointments come in the past, I feel there's just an acceleration of the presence of God in your heart. In your very quiet times, where you're like, Lord, where are you? What's happening? He's just saying, my daughter, my rivers, as um, Chris shared beautifully earlier, the rivers are rising in you. I feel like you're just going to go from ang- what you think you've seen is like, I've been deep in, you know, in the past. But here's the thing. You've only been in your ankles. I feel the Lord saying it's time to go to the knees. And I'm going to raise the level of the presence of God in your life like never before, he says. And I'll speak that over you, Kenzie. And just receive that because he has not overlooked you. He has not overlooked you. He has called you by name, Kenzie. And he's called you by name. Come on, Jesus. go to them or just come up here there's something about public calling of treasures out of people that things change things change holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit jesus take him into a whole new realm of your presence I pray Northampton will be set alight wherever he is now let your glory just release upon him Lord Jesus and I pray Father God use this man to shake lives and shake lives in Jesus' mighty name in Jesus' mighty name Holy Spirit let's just sing a song and we'll just see where it goes I'm going to sing How Great Is Our God i mm-hmm. 
still read from the, in uh, Philippians where it says, forgetting, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. And I, I just feel there's an anointing on that word this morning about forgetting and straining forward. Do you know when Jesus sent his disciples out into the cities and they didn't receive him, he told them, I want you to shake the dust off your feet when you leave that city. Not in anger, not in, uh, in uh, a, a way that is just contemptuous. It was because he didn't want them going into the next city with the negatives that were spoken over them. You know, you had to brush it off, brush off the dust, brush off those things. And I feel for some of us who, who've joined and have come to church, new ch- it's a new church. We have to forget the past, the hurts. We've got to shake the dust off our feet. We've got to say it's a new day. But it, it isn't just forgetting it, but it's, it's then embracing. It's embracing what's ahead. It's not just forgetting, but embracing what's in, what's ahead. Lord, I'm, I'm putting my foot down on new ground because I'm not going to allow the past disappointments, the past hurts, the past misunderstandings to dictate uh, what is ahead for me. And I feel some of us need to take almost like a physical step to say, I'm moving forward. I'm taking that step today from away from my past. And also maybe maybe just brush your clothes off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking off the dust. People have, people have spoken negative things over you that are lies because you are a son and a child of God who he loves so fully and so completely. So the Lord says, don't allow that to inhibit and prevent you from moving forward. So if that's you, step forward and just shake your clothes up. Just have, have a bit of a shake. Shaking all over this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, come on. Just, um, just as um, Danny, Danny shared that, that's powerful. That's powerful. Because I think sometimes we think we've seen God, even the good times in church experience, we hold to those memories as if that's when God was present. New day, soul survivor, you know, um, Hillsong Conference, whatever your thing is. Um, those are powerful moments, but we think God only works there, they're not here. And I say, now is the time. Um, one of the things we, we really feel is this year is going to be a year of prayer. And we're going to, the last Wednesday of every month, we're going to cancel life groups and we're going to come together and pray for that night. And we're going to see what God does. But also, remember, I've had our hearts for ages. We want to pray through the night. So we're just trying to sort of venue now. We're just going to pray and go through the night in the presence of God and worship and just pray for the city, pray for God. But I want us to do something now. I want us to pray with authority for the city because I feel as a church, we're about to step into a new prayer life that we've never experienced before. And if, if you... Um, might be from a church background where everyone prays one at a time. This might be a bit unusual for you. But um, but I believe in heaven, you know, there's a different set of manners. <laughs> they sing and they, we raise our voices together in prayer. In the book of Acts, they raise their voices together in prayer. And prayer is vital. We can't do this on our own. We need to be praying. So I wonder if we can just raise our voices with a roar of prayer. 
for the next while. I don't know how long it will be, but I just want to pray with authority and just call out to the Lord. If you've never done that, just say, Lord, come, break through, whatever it is. Let's just see. But I want us to step out of our comfort zone right now. Awesome. Let's do that. So, Father, we pray right now, Lord. We pray, Father God, with an authority for the city. We pray, Father God, release your kingdom. Let your kingdom come down onto this earth as it is in heaven on earth. Lord, we pray, release and send revival, Lord. We pray, Father God, for a new day in our lives. We pray for a new chapter in this church. We pray, Father God, for a new life that we can see the kingdom of God breaking out. Father God, raise up a generation that is not happy just settling for complacency. Lord, raise up a generation that is hungry for your kingdom, that is hungry for your glory. Father God, raise up a generation that would not settle just for materialism, but would only settle for Jesus. We pray, Father, release your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, release the fire of God. Rada, God, raise up your voices. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Jesus, raise up a generation. Raise up a church that would not settle for anything less than what we see in the Bible. Father God, let the power of God manifest in our generation. Let the sick be healed. Father God, we pray for the power of God to be revealed, Jesus. Release your kingdom now, Lord, we pray. Take people out of their comfort zones right now. We pray, Father God, for releasing in Jesus' name. Father God, raise up a passion in our hearts, a passion in our souls. Let us not settle, Father. Let us not settle for the past, but let us run to our inheritance. Father God, let us run as a family of God. Let us run relationally. Let us run really. Let us run radically. Let us run with the vision that you've called us to, Lord. Jesus, let 30,000 people come to their knees from this church. We pray release the power of God in every one of us that we could all lead someone to Jesus even this week. Father God, release the favor and the power of the Most High. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Just restore hunger, restore hunger, restore hunger. Where there's hurt, hunger. Father God, take hurt and turn it into hunger. Take anger and turn it into hunger. Jesus, 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 Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. More, Lord, more, Lord. I wonder if, um, wherever you are, if you can just raise your hands, please. I'm just going to ask for the gift of God to fill you right now. Maya Grace opened her first birthday presents, and she is more enamored with the wrapping paper than the actual gift. May we never fall for that as a church of Jesus and be more excited about church than Jesus. <laughs> I'm not building this thing for the church's sake. I want you to meet Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is the gift of God, the scriptures say. And I feel like he's just going to fill you right now. Holy Spirit, 
I pray for every hand raised right now. Just come and fill people with your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask for the gift right now. Lord, we're taking the wrapping paper off. We want to receive the very power of your Spirit now. Lord, come like a wave and just fill people. Fill people. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, fill all the Lukes in this room. Jesus. Holy Spirit, with a new anointing. Lord, I pray, Father God, Holy Spirit, we ask for you now. We're just going to wait on him, guys. We're just going to wait on him. Thank you, Jesus. something just keep receiving don't open your eyes and if you're new here we're going to do what the bible calls singing spiritual songs to the lord it's um some of you might not have experienced but it's biblical i guarantee you but we're just going to allow the spirit of god to just speak through us i wonder if you're comfortable singing out a new song to the lord never prayed in tongues just speak out to the Lord in, a, in English even in the initial one you just allow the spirit to take over but with your hands raised let's just press in here Holy Spirit, come, we ask. Let your fire burn. 
electricity from your head is right now fire in Jesus' name let the fire of God just come upon those two and the power of Jesus be released visions and dreams be released to them in Jesus' name when the Lord brought back the captives to Zion we like men who dreamed you will dream again your mouths will be filled with songs of joy the Lord has got a story waiting for you
God's wanting to release. They always said when the men are crying and the women are laughing, we've got revival. There's a release of joy and there's a breaking down of this macho man image that God's doing right now. He's ministering to you. Lord, I pray if you need healing, I know uh, can we get a few people just over Katie? Can we pray for her? Is there anyone that needs healing? Just raise your hand. Just can people around them please just release what you've just received. Those hands there. Dan, yeah, Josh. I just want us to pray for people and release. If you're still just receiving, just keep receiving. Because the presence of God is here. sing this song and I just want us to sing with passion and let's release what God's doing
be There's no place I would rather be
today that we are not going to settle for anything less than more of Jesus. We can build a big church, but we miss Jesus. We missed everything. And God's done something today. He's put a foundation block. None of this was planned just to put it out there. This is God doing what God does best. And can I encourage you not to rush off uh, we do need to pack up quite quickly today because I think we've got the, the Smurfs or something playing at 12.50. But Revival's going to break out one day where we can't, which is good. But uh, we're going to be at Nando's afterwards. Um, so please come and join us. We're going to do a meal once a month. So it's going to just, you know, it'll be cheaper this year. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> everyone's like broke, <laughs> you know, because of ETL. But once a month, we're going to be there. This is the time. So please be there. Even if you can't afford it, just come along. Someone will pay for you, I guarantee you. It's True Life Church. We should struggle to pay for our own meals. That's the generosity we want to live in. Amen. So the partnership course, Tuesday, we will see you. Shenley Brook in Village Hall. Be there. If you've not been through the partnership course, you haven't signed up, speak to Becky or myself. But be there or be square. And then we've got um, Life Groups on Wednesday or, or whatever one yours is, yours is. Please be there. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Bless everyone. Let's have great weeks. Amen. Amen.